we're not even going to count an episode here this time because it's been at least post eight weeks. First one postmasters. <laughs> first one postmasters. Because the last time that we had a podcast, you Taylor and I talked about Tiger getting injured and saying that we don't ever think he would golf again. That was the last podcast. Do we have any? Uh, do you have any updated information on that that you've seen in the gossip? Um, so I did. Oh, so for, for those of you who are listening again, you're going to see this back in your feed and you're going to be like, what the hell happened? They've been gone for eight weeks. This is LeBron Palmer from the Golf Performance Group podcast and... Uh, the Golf Ball, J.J. Wood. Yes, I mean, this I, time you got I, it right. My <laughs> but... Well, I'm getting so, sidetracked. Now the U.S. Open up in their show and so he the gala. The no, do not get sidetracked. We, you've got plenty of time to talk U.S. Open here in a second, but... Um, not sure what episode number this is, but I'm sure we'll plug it in 40, at some point. Like your age. Yeah. Is it 40? Are we already at 40? Maybe. Okay. Well, we'll, we'll just, we'll just live with it and we'll see what happens when this comes out. But there's been a lot going on over the last eight weeks. Um, for me, for the most part, I think we started this year talking about me building out the studio. The studio is finally done. Um, all equipment. closet at home. Yes, now, yeah. This is this is my house, but for um, studio purpose, it is all done. All cameras are complete. All uh, microphone setups are done. All set pieces are done. Like so, you everything is. Um, no, well, I've got the room still in the back that you need. You haven't you haven't been there in a while, so I kind of partitioned a room in the back where we could do it. So I probably need your expertise to figure out exactly what we need to do. So we get that up and go in less than a year. It took me a year and a half. I can definitely do it less than a year. I can definitely do it. and hitting people. It gets so what's been going on with you, sir? Uh, obviously, you know, the golf business ramped up in the summertime. So just finished our second junior camp. Uh, luckily, I have a great uh, assistant instructor with me, TJ, who... He is good. TJ yeah, is good. The kids yeah. love him, so... Uh, you know, he handles most of that. Uh, but then other than that, last week I traveled, or I guess two weeks ago, out to Arizona to watch the NCAA uh, men's championship golf. And my parents happened to live on the second hole. So it was, uh, you know, I hadn't seen my family in probably over two years because of COVID. Yeah. So it was a good trip. My girlfriend was able to go out for the first time and meet them. Uh, and then... Pepperdine and OU ended up in the finals. For in the finals, yeah. So, so how did you feel about that? So for those people who don't know, um, who have listened to us before, or you, you may stumble across this as a new listener, um, JJ had the pleasure of playing not only for the Sooners, but also what's Pepperdine's uh, mascot again? Oh, come on. They're national champions. The Waves. What is it again? The Waves of Pepperdine. The Waves, yeah, yeah. So, so um, t- tell us, how, were you conflicted? To see your so, two So, you know, when you know, when my coach was there, I was not at Pepperdine. My oh, okay. coach was the reason I left and played my final year at OU. But I got my my bachelor's undergrad degree at Pepperdine. So I'm an you know, an alum there. And then I got my master's at OU, but I played one year. But now, you know, one of I I'm a huge fan of both of their new coaches because my coaches have moved on. And they're, they're the best two coaches in college golf, I would have to say. I mean, it's arguable. There's uh, Mike Small of Illinois, who's always up there. 
in there in the northern state. Donnie Dar at Oklahoma State. Oklahoma State. Yeah. Right, and they're great. But, <clears throat> you know, those four, five uh, people are the best. And, you know, Michael Beard, he's got Malibu. You know, one hit coaches are always saying, well, if I was at UT, I would win every national championship, you know. But Pepperdine's got the beach to recruit with. You know, it's a pretty good degree. Southern California is a hotbed of good baseball players, junior golfers. So there's more than enough to go around. Um, and then OU, Ryan Hibble is a great player. Michael Beer was all – they're both All-Americans. They're both All-Americans, yeah, yeah. Uh, and both, I think, uh, played on the web.com. Uh, but they're just good people. They're very knowledgeable, and they get out and recruit. And and then they coach them up. Like, you know, Sahith Thagala, who I mentioned, he was a good junior, but he wasn't the best junior. And he was now, I think they said yesterday, the fifth college player ever to win, you know, the Fred Haskins, all the three main player of the year awards last year. And then, you know, he didn't even play. He could have came back because of COVID this year and then won the national championship without him. And they had a guy sitting at home, you know, that just had two runner-ups and a win in the spring, and he's sitting at home. And yeah. both, both teams had pulled their number one guy. Uh, Pepperdine pulled their number one guy after the first round, shot like five over, and put their sixth man in who dominated throughout all the matches. And now he's in the U.S. Open playing. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And that one man that got pulled was in the same qualifier for the U.S. Open and lost in a playoff. And so they've got guys – I mean, they're both so deep. And that just shows that they – they're that's a hard thing to balance when you have that many good players not to piss any of them off because they're not playing. Because, you know, as an athlete, you're – and these kids could go pretty much anywhere and play, you know. And here, So here's the question then. And, and this is and this is a good opportunity for us to – you know, as, as the golf podcasting world grows – one of the things that, you know, we've got some unique insight is, is on the amateur side of athletics. Like a lot of people, you know, they're, they only concern themselves with the pros. They only concern themselves with, um, you know, the, the major tours, but the depth coming up in the amateur side of golf is insane. It's insane. There was five hole in ones at the national championship. That's Not crazy. Hole in one shows the quality because, you know, no, lucky it ball. does, but still. <laughs> but yeah, and uh, these kids, so going out and watching them, like, I, I mean, I'm getting old because I was like, man, these kids are good. Like, they're fearless. They, yeah. I, uh, Clay Fiedler, perfect example. He was probably the only kid on the roster on Pepperdine that's not ranked top 100 in golf stat. But there, you know, must be something about him with the team chemistry. He's a good player. But he was playing number three man when their five man was ranked number 18 in the country. Exactly. And, but yeah. I followed a few of his uh, – matches because they was playing against Oklahoma State in the semis and Donnie who I coached with was uh walking with that kid from Oklahoma State so I want to watch and his name's uh Austin Ekro he's a top five in the country he's playing in the U.S. uh Open I believe or he did last year and uh or the year before and uh, uh he beat him and I mean he made a downhill slider six foot slider on 17 to close him out two and one and, I mean, some of these putts they had, they're just banging them in the back of the hole. Then the last hole is like 500-yard par four. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The final day, Clay Fiegler is one up on the 18th hole, about 200 yards in, water right, bunkers left, you know, crazy stuff. He just steps up and knocks it to like 12 feet. And it's like well, – Have you ever played – have you ever played that course? That, that's a question because 
because watching it on Golf Channel, um, I was able to catch some of the um, final when the match play started for the final, um, Pepperdine versus OU. And that number 18, I think it was, the the par five, or no, it's a par four. Well, well, it's a par five that turned into a par four. Have you ever played that hole before? Because it looks insane. I, I play. It's been so long. Uh, okay. Like junior golf, but they. Okay. So if you played Greyhawk, like it's it's kind of like a resort course, right? Okay. I mean, there's okay. not a resort there. So I was wondering because I, I remember a Gateway Tour event. Ches Reeby, uh, before he had a tour card, uh, he shot like 62, 61, 62, and I was like, how are they going to make this? I mean, you know, that's 2006 or something. Yeah. I'm like, how are they going to make this? Because these guys are good. I mean. There's probably 20 college players playing in the U.S. Open right now. You know, like these yeah. kids are going to tear it up. But yeah. but they uh, had added some tees. They made two par fives, par fours, and the greens were hard and fast. I mean, the, some of these par threes were 230, and you couldn't hold a nine iron to it, but you're hitting wow. a five iron into it. And uh, But they're just scrimp. I mean, their short games are so good. Uh, the Joe Highsmith, the uh, guy who subbed in for Pepperdine, he's playing the U.S. Open, the sixth man. And, yeah, I mean, he. I mean, he went up against uh, who was it? He was going up against. Obviously, they're all top guys, but he was just laying the hammer on them. And I'm like, geez, man. Like, and yeah. I don't know how I feel about this subbing out thing either, because we weren't allowed to do that. And yeah, but you got to do it now. I mean, to me, it makes sense. I mean, the the it makes sense, but I yeah. mean, you know, your number one player, you know, well, uh, OU, the number one guy. He he's you know his first team All American, but he was yeah. shot 25 over. In the Another thing, when you and that's the benefit now and with like the, so you you kind of have to, but then they subbed him in with this really good player who got waxed eight and six, <laughs> so they put him right back in. But then he got waxed in his next two matches. Yeah, I think I think that was the downfall too for OU. I think sometimes, um, but OU will be back, man. Like you, you've got five programs that are always will be there. Um, you've got now Pepperdine. I think is a part of that that group there. They're always going to be our coach beard is done. I knew he would make them better because we were always top 25 when I was there, but he's turned them into an Oklahoma state. I mean, that's what, that's what I was going to say. You got Oklahoma state always will be there. OU now I think has the pedigree. As long as Sybil stays there, which I think he will, they'll, they'll be there. They'll be. If you had, I don't know when's the last time you went to Oklahoma, but what they've done to that course is amazing. I mean, they've got the ransom course. Now they've got that practice Bay area in the back. That's, official now it's not just that one little trailer y'all used to have um, yeah. it's official now and then the course is just so much better now too so well yeah and they i mean OU's always been overlooked on the golf side because of oklahoma state you exactly. know kind of like oklahoma well, state football. you got karsten and, and and there's not a lot of places that can be karsten. But, uh, you know i've visited and you know through college events i've been to most of the good places and OU's right up there with oh all completely it, it's just, you know, I'm lucky I took a visit out there to see it. And I was like, oh, I love this place and committed. But, like, it's got some of the best facilities, the best coach. Uh, I mean, and then you got all the support, you know. from yep. the, so. now, let, now let's go from the amateurs to the oldest major winner in PGA Tour history. So I guess drinking coffee with uh, protein in it. Uh, is he drinking bulletproof coffee? Well, yeah, I think he's drinking bulletproof coffee. Um, stretching and not lifting any weights anymore. All he's stretching, you know, knowing how I know to... He's, got, he's put a little bit of the belly. Oh, he, he got the weight back. And then um, 
Stop doing cardio is the key to winning I'll a major. At age stop doing cardio. That is the key. So I mean, <laughs> I've been telling you guys that for years. <laughs> so 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 I'm a, I'm gonna turn the floor over to you as the golf bod because you and Phil, you know, y'all got a similar golf bod right now. Hey, come on! I was looking at him at my age. I'm not that fat. My so tits aren't that. Come on. Tell me how he got that done. It doesn't it doesn't make oh, any so sense. This is the main thing I noticed. So one, I noticed he had put on some of the weight, not all he of it. But you know, he's probably more comfortable in that body swinging and stuff. Where I got too big for myself, where I'm not comfortable, and I've lost now 15 pounds and I feel more comfortable, but I still got the dad bod golf bod going, yeah, you know. Yeah. But definitely the stretching makes me feel so much more in control of my body, I guess, when I'm swinging the golf club. Um, now when I was younger, I'd lift, I would actually lift a lot of weights and it never really bothered me, but for a lot of people, it does throw off their feel. And for Phil being such a handsy feel player, yeah. I can yeah. see the weights. But what I really noticed, cause he, and I don't know if it was a marketing branding thing, but all about hitting bombs and all that. So I'm a fan of hitting bombs and, and being aggressive and swinging hard. But I tell people this all the time in golf lessons, they want this perfect golf swing. Phil Mickelson's a perfect example. He's in the Hall of Fame, one of the best players ever, and he has some of the worst technical positions in his golf swing, but he understands what he does. He believes in it. But when he started just training for speed and he didn't have a good fundamental foundation, because I don't believe his full swing does, and you start just going hard, 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 you're going to hit it everywhere. But if you have pretty solid foundation of certain positions and fundamentals, then just like like Bryson and you know they can start ramping it up and typically have a one way miss but you know he was missing both ways and when I saw him at the PGA Championship he was swinging within himself and he was out driving Brooks on the he was. he was and he wasn't trying to hit bombs he was just his normal self and that's where I say with these you know he's fifty I think he turned fifty one yesterday yeah like, you know you think when you get that age you're gonna lose it these guys on the Champions Tour. You know, Omar Uresti, who I played with quite a bit, you know, and just won the National Club Pro, and he makes cuts at tour events still, uh, regular tour events. But he's gained probably 30 yards in the last few years just with some speed training, you know, some new stuff that's come out. And anyone can do it. And I don't care what age you are, as long as you're you're healthier and you don't, you're not going to hurt yourself, you know, you there's so much you can do to pick up distance. But – like I said, with Phil, I think you need a foundation like of certain fundamentals and swing positions before you start ramping that up so you don't lose the accuracy because I don't think you have to lose the accuracy as much. Obviously, when the ball goes farther, it does get a little offline, but you're not going to have crazy duck hooks or just because you're swinging hard. you got to swing hard correctly. So. I completely agree with that. And to me also, another thing I would add, and you, you talk about mental and mindset quite a bit, as he started to, he, cause he, he, we saw some cracks in the armor on the back nine on Sunday. I mean, you know, that, that it started getting a little out of whack. You know, he should have won the tournament by three, four, five strokes. But, you know, he started letting people back into the tournament as you got closer to the end. But that mental game of being a winner, I think, just propelled him to know, like, I'm going to win this tournament. And, yeah. and I saw it. I saw it when he got to 17 after he had bogeyed. Um, I what think did like, he say? You mentioned the coffee and stretching. What yeah. did he say he's been focused on the most? It's got to be the mindset. It's got to be that head. Med meditating. Yeah. And breathing. And the yeah. commentators kept saying, look at him taking those breaths. I'm telling you, 
all this education boiled down to learn how to breathe. And it is amazing how you change your mind and yeah. you relax and you can be logical and you can execute. Now, I didn't do it. I played tournament this past week. I tried and I'm just, you know, <laughs> I, I guess I just suck worse than Phil and I didn't win. But, it, I mean, I haven't played tournament golf in really a year. And, you know, I'm trying to play once every week or two. But, like, I still, like, I'm focusing on and I'm still unsure sometimes because it's the first tournament of the year. Yeah. And, but I had a chance, so I shot one under for two days. And, you know, I, I had some loose swings just because I guided it. But but I'm telling you, and Phil, I don't know what he's thinking. Like, he's 50 years old and just discovered this. Like, these young kids are doing Tiger's been doing it since he was five years old. Learn how to yeah, breathe. Sometimes, sometimes you're, you, you know that old saying where people just talk about, like, if you're uber talented, which Phil was, sometimes you don't work on the extra things. So the people who kind of outwork and you the simple the, things that make yeah, a difference. The thing that make a difference when you because when you show up and you're one of the best, like Phil was one of the best out the gate. You know what I'm saying? So it didn't really oh, make yeah. a difference. him and Tiger. He just sucked that Tiger was from Southern California too. So exactly a couple of years of glory before Tiger was winning Junior World at six. Exactly. <laughs> You mentioned Brooks, so this is a great topic to segue into because Phil is missing the cut at the current event, the U.S. Open. He he is going to miss the cut. He's plus I four. Played well, I, I don't. He's never played not, well from here. Not played. The the cut line was this morning was right at plus three, so he's missing the cut. No, well, like. say it goes so two rounds. Say it goes plus five, plus six. He's at plus five. Five right now. He just made it to five. Yeah. So so. Shoot even one under, I think he'll be safe. Nah, I don't know. I mean, it, the place I, is. I, I, I think he's kind of on a hangover. You know, I agree completely. Agree. And I would I be mean, too. What he accomplished is one of the greatest. You know, Tiger's Masters win was still better, but I but mean, still, it's right up there. It's right know? up there. It's right up there. So, so until USA, Tiger comes back and wins at fifty-seven after he recovers from his knee <laughs> or whatever ankle knee. He's not playing anymore. We he, we just need to let him go. Let him walk off into the sun. Let him walk first off into the sunset. He is I not. I think he just needs to take Phil's advice. No working out for the next five years or so, and <laughs> drink his coffee and like kind of wean down, get his pill intake like balanced out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Become more of a normal, you know, human, not a superhero. Yeah. And, and I think at fifty, get the dad golf ball going, and he'll come back and win. He'll win. Not happening. Not happening. So this 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 event, Tory Pines. <laughs> Um, familiar site for um, not only a, a regular PGA Tour event, but it's been a familiar site for majors in the past. Um, first U.S. Open here since 2012, 2013. No, 20, 20, 2008, I was actually there. Tiger I thought it was broken leg. That was. Okay, so first since 2008 when he beat Rocco Media, right? Yeah, that's crazy. Yeah, so I had my years wrong. Oh, Rocco Media even breaks 80. On that. That's what I don't understand. Oh, yeah, that's, that's what's crazy to me. But, okay, so this favorites, the favorites this week, um, you had, of course, your your big names. You had your Dustin Johnsons, your Brooks, your um, your Brysons, and then you had some ball strikers that people kept talking about. Collins, people like Victor Hovland during this event. But out the gate, we've got Russell Hidley and Louis Oosthuizen as the leaders out the gate. What is it about Louis? Did you mention Rory? Now, Roy wasn't a favorite. They, they, everyone kept saying that Roy's um, driver's been off. Well, not that's him. What I, I just can't understand. Obviously, yeah. he's got good coaches and he knows what he's doing. But 
I've hit balls next to him multiple times, and he, he hit this draw that moved like this much. But uh, everyone has said, ever. him and Jordan, no one put him – they did not put him and Jordan Spieth in your top people for the U.S. Open event. I can see not Jordan Spieth just because – Jordan just won, though. He just won three weeks ago. Yeah, but he's got to make everything, and this is so long, and the rough so thick. I know he's won a U.S. Open, but he won it at Chambers Bay. Where it's a link-style course almost. Yeah, it's wide, and, you know, uh, so I could see that. But Rory's trying to go to a cut, and it's similar to a lot of guys have done it for, like, to prepare for or to win the Masters, like Gary Woodland. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So years ago, him and Butch, he was working with Butch trying to go from a cut to a draw just for the Masters and totally lost his game. And, and Rory's the best driver of the golf ball at all time, and then he's trying to go to a cut. And it's like, dude, you don't realize mentally you, your eye doesn't see that. You've hit a million balls where it's falling. You hit a driver, yeah, yeah. Serving one, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, you know, but he, he's right up there. What's he, one, 200, 100? Yeah, but, but I, he's not. So this, this is the thing with this, you know, You've got guys like Russell Henley and Ustazen, but then you still have Kepka at two under, Shoffle at two under, Matsuyama, who won the Masters at two Shoffle under. That would be a good one. And then John Rahm sneaking around there, who really got robbed. I, I'm rooting for Rahm. Because, because of COVID. Yeah. yeah I, mean, I wasn't upset because he, you know, would have made 1.8 million or whatever, yeah. but. But he, you know, he's he's in that category where you're trying to leave a legacy. And exactly. Exactly. Wins and then Memorial is better than an average tour event. It's an invitational, yep. and it's Jack's event. So, just from that standpoint, that sucks. And he's overdue for a major now. I agree. I agree. I agree. For the best without a major, he's he, he's better than Xander. He's way more wins, way more dominant potential. Um, now Xander's real solid. But what I want to – and what I've been telling people too is, like, they always ask, how do you get to the PGA Tour? And it's like, really? <laughs> you, there's no way to get to the PGA Tour because they don't even have the PGA Tour qualifying tournament anymore. It's a corner tour. And you got to have backing unless you come from a lot of money. And so the U.S. Open is always a great, uh, you know, visual or whatever. When you look at the section results – because only the top 50 in the world get in. So yep. there's 150-some players in the field. Now you have some some exemptions for, you know, maybe winning that year, whatever. So let's just say there's 75 spots, you know, available. And go look at those section qualifiers. Yeah, you're going to see Ches Reeby, and you're going to see Charlie Hoffman. or But for as many of those you see, you see as many non-tour players qualifying. Yeah, that's how deep golf is. That Corn Ferry Tour, even the mini tours, the the top players, because most of those guys came off there, and now it's just deeper. But you know, all these college players qualifying. I, a Houston kid that uh, participated in my varsity group, he got in. Mario Carmona. Oh, so, nice, nice, nice. He's a great kid from Mexico and uh, graduated in 2018 from Rice. Uh, nice. But he's he's awesome. He's uh yeah. So he he qualified. Uh, but golf is so deep, and how you get to the PJ? Not all the best players necessarily. Now the 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 cream of the crop, they're the best player. Like DJ Rory's, say oh, top yeah. players yeah. in the world are yeah. phenoms. Now they're going to be there. But you know, there's probably five thousand guys that you know 
for, uh, you know, they haven't played good at the right time or they didn't have the financial backing or to get to the qualifiers and all that, that can compete with these guys, you know, and it, it yeah, but I like the USO from that aspect because you see half the names go by, you don't even recognize, like. Agreed, agreed. And, I, and I've noticed that too. Eric Cole, you know, who's Mario Carmona. And they're great like, players too, which is crazy. And that, that's why. in there and beating these guys, you know, yep. so, and they have no experience on top of that. And they don't play this venue every year as a tour stop. They may have never played there. And they know? may never play it again. So this is their opportunity to kind of yeah. show up and, you know what they do. But yeah, so we, we just wanted to kind of get back in the fold, you know, where, um, you know, obviously JJ and I will be checking out the U.S. Open and, and seeing what happens. So we'll have a breakdown of the U.S. Open for you all next week. So we're saying it now on air to commit to it. <laughs> so we will have a breakdown of the U.S. Open for you all next week. My pick to win the U.S. Open is Brooks Kepka. I think he hates Bryson enough that he is like, I have to win a major since the last time the person who won one before me has been Bryson. So. Okay, so so you're let's pick two. Let's pick a non the top okay. finisher that's a non-tour player. Got it. Um they don't have to be an amateur, but they just can't have PJ Tour stats. Having, having having stats. Okay. 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 So, so right. my top I'm gonna go with John Rahm on the win. Okay. I'm going with Brooks he's then. Here before and he's due and he's playing great. Uh, so let me look at some of these no name. Uh, let's see. I'm going to go. Hmm. hmm. No name is going to be tough. Cause there's a couple. As I'm looking at the no names. I keep scrolling. Cause I'm like, I don't know. <laughs> um, but, uh, there's gotta be, so I'm going to go, oh, I don't know. He's a UT guy. You know who I'm, I'm glad to see playing well again is, uh, Matt Wolf. You but know? he's not a no game guy. No, I'm not saying for that. I'm just saying he's up there. He, you know, obviously has his game back. He was he won breaking eighty before he took his little sabbatical. Last he didn't play. I don't think he's played since before our last podcast. Probably not. Probably not. And Masters was probably his last one. If you if you play, <laughs> we we can put our amateur pick on our Instagram. But well, I, I doesn't have to be amateur. I like well. I like the kid from Georgia. I think his name is Ralston. Um, he played at UGA. Ralston. Yeah, he played at UGA. So I think that – and he'll make the cut. He's like plus two right now. So I think he'll be my guy who with no status. Okay. Uh, I'm going to go with the Pepperdine kid. Uh, didn't he win the national championship? He was sixth man. He didn't even get a compete for the oh, individual. He didn't the individual. Okay. Okay. Uh, well, he did for half of it. Uh, they pulled the – you know, but when he was like eight over the first day. Uh, let's go. Yeah, we'll just go with him. I'll take uh, Joe Height. No, 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 because you guys are already doing way better. I got no. It's a, that's what we're doing. It's too late. <laughs> All right, I got one. This kid, because I I saw him when I was recruiting. Cameron Young. I think he played pretty well yesterday. But he's okay. a kid. I don't know if he's like two or three over. So we uh, got both that are about two or three over. He's like one to one to three over. Perfect. So Perfect. I don't know if he's, what time he plays or whatever. But uh, Cameron Young is my pick. Okay. All right. So that's been the Golf Performance Group podcast. Thank you all for listening and viewing on YouTube. If you like what you heard, follow us on Instagram at golf underscore pod. Follow JJ at JJ Wood Golf. Follow me at LeBronald Palmer. That's LeBron and Arnold Palmer put together. It's a mashup all in one. We appreciate y'all listening. That's been episode what number? 
And we're out. Happy Juneteenth. I just had a Yes, and Father's Day. And Father's oh, Day. Father's so, Day. Happy Father's Day. All the fathers out there also. So, all right. <clears throat>